I'm so excited to have Keenan Thomas back here on the podcast today. You've heard his voice before, but maybe recently you have seen his photo on the front page of Knox News. Not because you were uh, doing anything bad. Uh, you were out at the uh, Regal Soccer Stadium watching your first one Knoxville game. That is correct. And I did not know that they were going to use that photo on the front page. <laughs> I, I don't know how many levels that went through, but somebody should have stopped that. <laughs> I, uh, I, I wasn't aware until like basically after the full day had passed and my dad was like, oh, my uh, grandma called and said she saw your photo today. And I was like, huh? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you know, we had Brian Canaver on the uh, podcast before. He is a uh, co-host of the Knoxville Soccer Podcast. And we talked about um, whether Knoxville is a soccer town or on its path to becoming a soccer town. And at that point, I had never been to a game. In fact, I've still not been to a game, but I'm planning to get out there soon. But Keenan, you went out there and uh, saw what the hype is all about. And so today we are going to talk about what that experience was like. And I'm excited about it. Um, but before we get started, let's introduce ourselves. I am Ryan Willis, downtown growth and development reporter at Knox News. I'm Keenan Thomas, a higher education reporter and still part of the growth and development team. And this is the Scruffy Stuff, a podcast about all the news happening in and around downtown Knoxville, brought to you by KnoxNews.com, where you can find everything we discuss here on the show and a whole lot more. Knox News relies on support from readers and listeners to provide you compelling stories from Knoxville and across East Tennessee. And subscribers get an all-access pass to all of our premium, exclusive content. So to become a subscriber, it's easy. Just visit knoxnews.com slash subscribe, see our latest offers, and sign up today. Before we get into the soccer game part of it all, let's talk about just the pregame experience because we had talked about on the podcast before when I had the uh, Knoxville soccer guys on that it's going to be really cool once the uh, you know they're playing in the downtown stadium and to see people sort of parading through downtown walking to the stadium people have their jerseys on but this is a little bit distance over on campus and um, you know parking could be an issue over on campus although parking could be an issue in downtown too what was your routine like getting just getting to the stadium was it a smooth process and 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 how did you how did you how did you arrive other than in style <laughs> well yeah so for me this was a pretty normal work day for the most part and i was like all right i gotta go i gotta get there i'm beginning to run a little bit behind on a few aspects there were some unforeseen come-ups I think I mentioned that in there too but it was pretty standard I just you know made my way over to the stadium turned right into where the facility is which is next to the volleyball practice facility and next to the the softball stadium and once you arrive you're greeted by some workers that are wearing some one Knox attire and a green vest and they asked like oh do you have a parking pass or a are you a season ticket holder which in this case, and just for transparency, I was given a temporary pass to park for free as well as a media pass to attend the game for free by One Knoxville themselves. But once I arrived, they directed me on where to park. And there is actually quite a bit of parking right there. I didn't have to go somewhere else and walk really far away. Um, I did have to park fairly far away just because it I, by the time I had gotten there, the game had just started, and I had not accounted for that <laughs> quite exactly. So it was a decent bit of a walk, but it was all within like one stretch. It wasn't, 
you had to park here and turn down this street and then turn down this street. It was just, nope, I parked, walked straight to the stadium, which was definitely my my main word of advice is I would say get there early so you can park right there and you don't have to walk uh, yeah, that, three that, minutes. Yeah, that's good. I want to talk about advice, uh, you know, experience and advice. And, you know, I, we can get out of the parking discussion here pretty quickly because I know it's not the sexiest topic for people, but it's an important topic, especially, you know, we've talked a lot about that with the downtown stadium and just making sure that, you know, people know sort of how to navigate that. So get there early is, is your advice. And now my second question is, is you walk into that stadium for the first time and for me, I'm I'm excited to go see uh, games on campus, and, and you know I'm I'm ready to go ahead and get my tickets uh, for the next one. But you know I've I've seen on TV before with football, some football colleges, right? And I'm just going to equate this to college football that they will play in a pro stadium, and it looks a little bit out of place. I'm not talking about bowl games. I'm talking like I think Pitt has played at the Pittsburgh Steelers Stadium before, and it just doesn't look like it's not on campus. That's not your identity. You're in some other place, and so. One Knoxville is kind of the opposite of that. They're a pro team playing in a college setting. It's on UT campus. What was that atmosphere like? Did it feel like there was still that one Knox identity in the air? Did it feel like, you know, this is a team playing on a college soccer field? Yeah, no, it it definitely has a unique identity. And I think this actually would be true for if it was the UT soccer team and one Knoxville team, just because that location, it feels it's part of campus, but it feels like it's in its own hub uh because it's right off neyland drive like next to some industrial parts of that area but while i was walking up i felt the atmosphere and i felt like oh this is this is one knoxville playing this isn't ut this isn't some other event going on and from the angle i was walking up i saw the stands and i you can't really see the soccer field at that point because it's a little bit the soccer field is a little elevated but most importantly you really hear it and i that was my first impression was not the game going on not the referees and the players running around the field it was the fans and hearing them all screaming and getting excited and drumming up these actually drumming up there's a a few people with drums out there but hearing fans with chants and beginning to do little songs to get support going in the early section of the game yeah and now um have you ever been to a pro soccer game before never have been to a pro soccer game. okay and i and i think you were like the perfect person to be talking about this on the podcast because i I think it's fair to say you're not the the biggest sports fan in the world right and and so i think you know people who love soccer are probably super pumped that one knocks uh is, is 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 in town and is going pro but if you're kind of on the fence about it right i mean i talking with the uh, knoxville soccer podcast guys they were like you know just go down there you will feel the atmosphere and you will feel what it's all about and it sounds like you experienced that and you know i grew up playing football you have scores that are like you know 48 to 24 or whatever there's a lot of scoring going on you watch these soccer teams right and they are having like a one nothing score and the fans are like non-stop from start to finish getting into it and that sounds really cool that it sounds like you know that they that same applies what you see on tv with the big mls games and the big international games sounds like they're doing that um getting just involved here on a smaller scale and and that was uh what i started to feel throughout the game too was and this was a low scoring game it was it was oh two with one knoxville losing by the end mm-hmm. and the first score didn't happen till about 70 minutes okay into the game uh but just in that first half and especially in that second half i really began to feel the 
fight for momentum at points and what the fans were feeling. So if when there was a really close opportunity for one Knoxville to score, you felt, I felt the like getting ex- myself getting excited right. along with the fans next to me who were like, getting ready to cheer if the ball could goes into the goal as well as the close calls and the size of relief when one Knoxville stops a really close goal from happening, which did happen there. Um, at one point the goalie stopped the ball, like right at the line yeah. from getting across and everyone around me was just like, Oh yeah. <laughs> well, it, and it sounds like, you know, I mean, again, you know, not a soccer fan, you, you or me. I mean, I'm, I'm a soccer. I mean, not a huge soccer fan. I don't follow it, but I enjoy watching it if it's on, right? And so, and and just for context, by the way, to put into perspective as, as to how much of a sports fan I'm not, I don't watch the Volunteers every year. Ooh. I <laughs> I'm from here. I went to UT. I didn't go to a single game while I was at UT. Granted, also during COVID nineteen. Um, but I didn't really watch much until this past season when it was really exciting. And even then, uh, before that and during this period, like I hardly go to any sporting games. Sporting well, that's events. what I was getting at, right, is that you know somebody who's not a fan was feeling that excitement. I think that speaks volumes. Did you ever end up going to a Vols game after you graduated? I went to one. Okay, so that's what I was going to ask next. <laughs> Obviously, Vols, 100,000 people compared to you know one Knox at the uh, Regal Soccer Stadium, two totally different animals. But what were some like things that you noticed about those two experiences that if you could just do a little compare and contrast? I know it's kind of apples to oranges there, but you know there's – the, the pride for the Vols and, and the pride for just soccer teams, I mean, those are both intense fan bases. And I think the fans determine a lot of what the game day experience is like. So what was the game day experience like? What were some things that you noticed that were similar to people who, you know, maybe you, you're only used to going to football games and you're thinking about giving soccer a try? What were some things that um, carried over in both of those atmospheres? And what were some noticeable things that were different about going to a soccer game compared to other sporting events that you've seen before? I feel like, for one, they're both very vocal. So if you're at a volunteer game or you're at a one Knoxville game, there's someone yelling at the referee (laughs) over the call. It wouldn't be sports. It It wouldn't be sports. (laughs) I I think what was more interesting in this case was how much closer you felt. Like the referee was maybe 50 yards in front of me and the person behind me yelling at them probably had a loud enough voice to actually carry and get to that referee's ears. Whereas at Neyland stadium, you're, however hundreds of feet up in the air right so far away in a <laughs> yeah overly loud stadium that that new, they're not going to hear that but so that was i think one of the more interesting ones was anytime i heard someone yell out it actually seemed like it probably carried on to the field too and other people could hear it too that's always great when you can hear like individual chants in the crowd yeah. or like individual you know just uh heckling right because yeah when you're in neyland stadium all you can really hear is just the overall uh, swarm of sound in your ears and it's you know to be able to pick out little uh, uh you know depending on how clever they are some of those little chants at the refs can be kind of funny i don't know what they were saying <laughs> but i also one of the one of the more interesting notes i i had coming out of it too was that there was also a specific group there to support one Knoxville like everyone was there to watch the game but then there was the Scruffs which mm-hmm. is the specific support club or support group for one Knoxville and they were the ones with drums 
and a megaphone <laughs> and they were right they weren't really they were watching the game but they were also facing the crowd and they were the ones like uh leading chants and getting the the fans out there to support and to make their voices heard uh in order to become more enthusiastic and get it going and i i feel like you see that with stuff like neyland stadium where you've got people with their shirts off and their chest painted to say volunteers or something like that but it felt like it was on a different level if that makes sense yeah for sure and and i guess um you know excitement is one thing and um, but the comfort of this game is one thing I wanted to talk about. Just sort of what the game day experience was like. I've been places before where you show up and you're, uh, you know, everything's run down. There's not enough food to eat. There, you're using the bathroom in troughs. <laughs> um, I mean, what was the just sort of the um, the atmosphere? Fans aside, just like the actual, not the atmosphere. I guess the setting, like the infrastructure, just sort of the way. Um, how comfortable of an experience was it to attend a one Knoxville game? So I was also moving around a lot because I had a camera with me. So all the photos that were in that article are all taken by me <laughs> with both my iPhone, which is what the selfie <laughs> on the front page was taken right. with, as well as a professional camera that I was using for everything else. But moving around the stadium uh, was actually is like pretty doable. Going up and down the stairs, there is an elevator you can use, but I used it once just to get at the very top at the very beginning of the game. Is there, is there a reason to move around, or is it kind of just a um, sit and watch experience, or is it, there places to go? There are a couple places to go. I and like I said, I was moving around to get take photos and to just get different angles and kind of see like if I'm a fan and sitting in the middle, what's that like? What's a if, like sitting on the far right, on the far left? I did not go to the standing area which is on the other side Mm -hmm. of the stadium because the stadium works with there's one side that has all benches and and chairs and then the other side is like a two hills where people can stand and sit and watch the game oh you can like bring can you like bring chairs and stuff and i think so i think i saw a couple with chairs um and then that's that's the cheapest option which is it's honestly pretty good i think it's like 16 dollars okay it's not bad (laughs) and and Pretty much all the tickets are like the, I think the most expensive is forty okay. for a single game, and that's the chair backs, like the ones, the chairs that actually have like are like a chair, right? Not just like a bench, but yeah, I'd say I'd say sitting down for long portions of the game, I'd never felt uncomfortable. In this case, there was enough room around me where I didn't feel crowded at all, even though there it was a pretty decently big crowd. And then there, the main area is the concession area which is off to the if you're like sitting on on the benches watching the game it's off to the right mm-hmm. uh and there's like an accessibility ramp as well as some stairs that aren't too bad to climb up and down uh i definitely did that a few times but there were uh if i remember right two food trucks yeah i think i saw here in the story muchachos and big o's which yep. are both delicious i've had i've had food from both of those places yeah so there was there were those two food trucks there was a concession like area as well as two beer stands and a hot dog stand uh and that's probably that's the most wide open area in the in the stadium definitely one to get out and stretch your legs which kind of helps if you're standing up and down sitting up and down 
Oh, I see. So, so, so there's concessions in an area plus the food trucks. Yes. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So, yeah, I see you got a hot dog for $5. I'm guessing that was a concession area. That was a concession. That was a, There was a specific hot dog stand as yeah. well, but it was part of the stadium, I believe. Yeah, and a club lager for $10. Now, I was going to ask about prices because $10 for a beer, you're at a professional sports event, whatever. Also, club lager by Alliance is delicious. Um, but what were the prices like overall for, I don't know if there was merch areas, did it seem like, you say you spend $40 for your most expensive ticket. What other things do you have to tack on to think about? And and I will point out, that was the most expensive beer okay. there that I saw. Yeah. Uh, that was $10. But they had pretty much, they had a few options that were about 8 to 7 to $6. Mm-hmm. So you can go and get a beer for, for a stadium price, like not too bad. And they're like tall boys so <laughs> it's pretty good yeah um unfortunately i did not catch the prices for some of the other concessions i saw several others but i if the hot dog was five dollars i really i don't see why those would be much more expensive than mm-hmm. that as for there was a merch stand as well if i remember right they were all pretty standard and i believe these are the same prices that are on their website but you can get a shirt for like 25 dollars, a hat for like 30 dollars uh, there was a jersey kit. And I want to say it was like $85. That was definitely the most expensive one. Right. Um, that's to be expected with jerseys for sure. Yeah. But they also had a few items that were like on sale that were, I think, some previous items from Pat the last season. And those were at a discounted price. But for myself, like what I can con- uh, say for sure, like I spent $15 and got a hot dog and a beer. And they were both pretty like pretty tasty <laughs> yeah yeah i was say that's, like, that's I can't complain. standard dinner price i know people say oh it's just a hot dog and a beer well you, you chose to eat dinner there you go eat dinner somewhere else beforehand if you're there that's how much you would have paid for dinner anywhere else to yeah. have a have food and, and, a drink and if i'm not how much is captain muchachos usually uh, i don't know i can't like, remember i feel but like i feel like most prices, food truck prices yeah. are like about 15 dollars. so you're gonna get a hot ready meal uh at like at a stadium for right. about 15 bucks like just for that like that's pretty good too yeah, i agree i'm not gonna complain <laughs> yeah so just um that's with a tip by the way well it's cool you got to do i, I saw a little meet and greet that's where your photo was there on the front <laughs> page of the paper it wasn't just yeah. you it was you and uh jake keegan jake keegan number not, seven not to be confused with uh reporter keenan <laughs> keegan and keenan. I definitely thought about that yeah. after i was like wait a second yeah and I, I actually i think that kind of towards the end of the game two interesting things occurred that i noticed uh, which was one that even though one Knoxville ended up losing 0-2 to South Georgia Tormenta FC, if you looked at the fans, you didn't. it didn't look like they had lost. Like everyone seemed like they were just happy to be there. And I think that was also one of the most interesting sporting moments I've seen because I feel like you go to a Neyland Stadium volunteers game and the volunteers lose like everyone's mad and upset everyone's throwing mustard bottles on the field throwing mustard bottles and uh about to start a riot but in this case it, it just seemed like they everyone was just happy to be there like it didn't seem like they were blaming referees or the players or the coaches for a bad game like everyone looked pretty content with the two hour experience that they just had. And I think that was something that was very surprising to me Yeah, was seeing all these people with smiling faces going, like, Oh, Oh, well they'll get them next time. Yeah. Give it five years. I'm just, I mean, <laughs> not, not to say, I, and that's partially came up partially not. I mean, cause that's one of the cool things, right. About this being a startup team in their first year of being pro is like, everybody is super positive about it. 
maybe five years from now, if the ref makes a bad call, the fan base has been with this team for five years, maybe they'll get a little more angry about it. But it totally makes sense that right now there is, um, you know, a positive mindset behind the team. And on top of that, going back to the meet and greet, you know, we're going to have a not just a professional soccer team, but a professional baseball team in downtown minor league baseball team. And, um, you know, you can shell out the big bucks to go see uh, go to Atlanta and go see the Braves. Um, but like you said, the same thing with Neyland Stadium, you were so far away from the players and the players are just on another level. And yes, it's great to watch, you know, players that are at peak athletic uh, performance. But there's something really cool about seeing guys that, you know, live in Knoxville in this small town that are that are working here and that are trying to make the dream happen here um, that aren't quite up to the next level. It seems a little bit more personal. I mean, look, you were on the field taking a photo with uh, Jake Keegan. You would not get on the field. I'm a Yankees guy. You would not get on the field after the game and go take a picture with Aaron Judge. And so I think there's something about uh, to use a, a sports term. You're a little bit you're not on an even playing field. Right. But you you know, they're and they're not just guys out there on the field either, but they're they're relatable because they're you know, and they're and you're pulling for them. Right. Because this is um, not the highest level, but they're definitely pros. And I think that's also has a lot to do right with the pro or, or sorry, not the pro but with the positive mindset behind the teams. You really want these guys to win, not just the game, but, you know, more than that. Yeah, and and again, that was I feel like something I in the several sports games that I have gone through over my twenty three years of existence, I feel like that was something I haven't seen before. And I might be completely wrong. Like this might be a very normal occurrence, but just to see like several players come out after a loss, smiles on their faces to greet a lot of children and families and, and you. fans and me. <laughs> um, and and they were like happy to answer questions and sign arms and take a shoe and put their name on it. And yeah. uh, my favorite one was there was a kid there for his birthday. And I believe he got one of the players to sing happy birthday for him. But then he also had a one Knoxville flag that he was going to every player he could find and going, hey, can you sign this for me? I uh, I did not. I don't think I have a photo of it, but it looked like almost like a dozen signatures on it. And I was just like, that's so cool that these players are willing to go up to all of their fans and portray that positivity and really just be there for Knoxville. Like it's right there in the name. They're one Knoxville and they don't feel like this other entity or this other worldly like part of the city it feels like part of the city yeah it is part of the city well and it's really cool on the other side too that that these players have the fan base already that are so passionate about it i mean going back to the conversation i had with brian uh from uh knoxville soccer podcast you know i asked him sort of what your dream is for five years down the road what this team could be and he talked about you know i can't remember who it was it was it was some kid that he knew somehow right and he said that uh you know uh he had mentioned that hey i work at the university of tennessee and they're like oh for the football team and he's like no and this kid had no idea that there was more than the football team right because you look at these guys like uh idols and and you know it sounds like i mean the fact that you say there's kids already out there that on their birthday want to go to this game and want to have stuff signed um, you know, that was sort of Brian's hope for, you know, that we can inspire kids and that kids want to, you know, play, not go off somewhere, but that they see an opportunity for success here in Knoxville. Man, it seems like the season and the team has been a success so far. Uh, you know, win-loss record aside, um, just everything you've described sounds like uh, the the city is, em- is embracing the team and the team is embracing the city. And so just to close out, I mean, what um, just to sum it all up, if for some reason somebody just tunes in the podcast now 20 minutes in or however long we've been recording. Um, I mean, that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> what, what would be sort of your big takeaway and – 
especially for anybody who was on the fence about, yeah, I don't really know if I want to go out there and, and catch a game. I don't know if that's for me. What, what would you say? I would say go do it. Like I, I genuinely, from from my experience, not being a sports fan, hardly going to games at all, having other interests, not to say that sporting's bad or you're, I don't like sports at all, but just it's not my go-to. I had a wonderful time. It was a great experience. I, I really felt like I got my money's worth out of it. Um, even though I did go to for free, like if I were to pay that, I could. I felt like it was a, a really good deal because it was, um, I think the ticket I would have gotten was about, would have been about $35. So plus the $15 I spent, it was a $50 excursion. And I felt like I got my money's worth out of it. And again, you're getting a positive experience. You get to feel like it's a team that's playing for you instead of just, oh, here's the big team that's in, that happens to be in town. And uh, I just, yeah, I had a great time. Awesome. I well, really did. <laughs> I, uh, I'd be interested what our listeners think. If any of you have been out to a game and want to share your thoughts about the One Knoxville experience, by this point, you should know how to reach me. Uh, you can reach me on Instagram at Scruff. You can also send me an email or uh, give me a call. All that information is available over at knoxnews.com, which is who presents this podcast. So if you are not a subscriber to Knox News, head on over to knoxnews.com slash subscribe to see our latest offers and if you would like to keep up with the work uh, we are doing in between episodes, I think a couple great places for that is, one, the Urban Knoxville Facebook group, which I'll, I will link here in the podcast description, and two, is the Urban Knoxville newsletter, which Keenan and I both uh, take turns writing every week. Um, and so both of those, like I said, are free, um, and we'll uh, include links to those in the podcast description. For you, Keenan, uh, what is the best way to keep up with your work? Uh, even though I hardly use it, I will put my Twitter out there again, which is at special K two real, the number two. I'm going to try to start posting my work on there a little bit more just to be more consistent, but also with my photo out there in my face <laughs> on the front page, I would not expect anything less than for you to stop me on the street. So if you do, please say, Hey, yeah. And of course, you know, you catch all of his work over at knoxnews.com as well. And, uh, of course, you know, um, like I said, by this point, you should know how to reach us, but maybe you're new to the podcast. Um, and you hopefully enjoyed this episode and want to hear more. We are here every Tuesday, but uh, if you don't want to wait and keep pressing that refresh button, just anxiously awaiting the next episode, you can sign up on whatever platform you're listening on for uh, alerts. Just hit that like or subscribe button. And while you're at it, uh, leave us a review. Let us know what you like about the show and what you would like to hear us talk about next. That's it. Uh, you know, I'm jealous that you got to go experience that game. I wish I could have went with you. Uh, hopefully, I'll be out to one soon, and maybe we can catch one together. And maybe I'll see you, the uh, loyal listeners out there at Regal Soccer Stadium for the next one Knoxville match. So. Hey, I'll, I'm going to try to go next time I can. So There we go. Like, that's the best endorsement I can give you. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again, everybody, for listening, and we will be back again next week. <laughs>